What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Monday, December 9th, 2013. You guys are listening to episode 139. Uh, hope everybody is doing well. I had a, a good day. I got a great show for you guys. A lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, yeah, so I hope everybody had a great week in between shows. I had a nice relaxing day today. Um, last week was nuts. I'll get into that, but I just had one of those days. I had the day off. I was home with my kids and, um, I'm sure like most of the country people are freezing and it's ice, but I've never seen it. Um, I've never seen ice like this and, and we're really up high, you know, like we're, our altitude is higher than, you know, anywhere we lived on top of, on top of this hill or mountain or whatever you want to call it up here in northern Westchester, uh, on the border of Connecticut, and I gotta tell you, man, I walked outside, my wife didn't go to work today, uh, she didn't drive my son to school today, there was literally, when I walked outside, literally from the, like, opening my front door to my front step down, and down the, um, down the walkway to another pair of stairs, and then to the driveway, everything I just described was caked over in ice, like, and I don't mean like there were little patches of ice. I mean, it was an ice rink. So my wife was like, do you mind starting the car? And I was like, of course, you know, she's taking care of the kids. I'm going to go start a car, you know, and both cars. I mean, this shit was like Minnesota cold. Like both cars were caked over in ice from bumper to bumper. The, you know, my feet, I couldn't get back up my stairs because my driveway goes sl slightly down. So I'm just standing there and my feet and I'm looking nuts because I'm wearing a pair of fucking Jordan shorts and I got a wool hat on and like I did, I just looked like it just looked out of place and I'm just, my neighbors, if they were looking, they must've laughed their ass off because I'm trying to get up my driveway and I'm holding this stone wall trying to get up and my feet just keep going back. At one point, I almost panicked. I was like, am I going to get back? Like, do I need a fucking, do I got to call my wife to get a rope? And I get in, I go, yeah, listen, baby, you're not going anywhere. Like, there's no way you could drive. So then she waited a couple hours, and then she's like, can you try now? And I tried backing the truck up, up the drive when we have a really long driveway, right? And as I'm going down it, the car is just sliding off of it onto our lawn, and I'm like, yeah, this is not going to happen. It was crazy. It was freezing, and roads and everything were just caked over in ice apparently there was a ton of accidents so we said the hell with that and we stayed in today and we just relaxed and I gotta tell you it was you cannot put a price tag on doing absolutely nothing I mean don't get me wrong we cleaned up and straightened up and did some stuff like that but like when I tell you just sitting around doing nothing I'm in the same outfit I had on when I went to bed last night and um you know it's it's nighttime now so yeah it was just an, an awesome day which I gotta be honest I wanted it and uh, I deserved it everybody I did last week Monday through yesterday just doing shows and I do I want to thank everybody um, who came out to the shows that listens to the Verzi effect um, I was at um, I was at the comic strip I was at Levity Live. I was at The Stand a couple of times. I was at Stand Up New York. I was at the University of Delaware uh, working the whole week, every night, some multiple shows. And, um, yeah, it was great. I got a bunch bunch of uh, new Twitter followers, which I appreciate. I hope you're listening to the show. But thanks, everybody, for, for coming out. And thanks, everybody, for the kind words. If you did come out to a show, I had a great time. But I, I, I did the last show. I did the last show of the week last night, a little after 11 at Stand Up New York, and I said to myself on the way home, I go, I am so psyched that I don't have shit to do, and I don't have to run around like this and just get in, you know, cars and do all that, so, um, but it was a great time, it was a great time, but I, you know, even though I did nothing today, it was one of those days where you do nothing, but you kind of do little stuff that you probably wouldn't have done, like I've had... I don't know about you guys, but I'm one of those people that like tickets find me like traffic and parking tickets find me like I'm not bad like le with legal shit like I don't have any like felonies. Uh, did I have a misdemeanor that got I don't know I got I was a, when, when I was 21 years old I got arrested for a DWI I got knocked down to a DUI 
And uh, it sucks too because I got pulled over like two driveways from my house and I saw my bedroom light from where this cocksucker pulled me over and arrested me. But that's like over 10 years, so that came off my record. Other than that, it's just tickets here and there, parking, just annoying ones. And from this summer, I've, I've just, in the back of my mind, I've had these two violations. One was in New York City for an inspection and one was parking after a certain time. I don't know. And I just had them, and I knew the money kept going up. It started like $65. I'm one of those. Drives my wife absolutely nuts, and for good reason. But I'm one of those where, like, it'll be 65 bucks, and I'll just put it away. And I'll be like, ah, oh, it's only one ticket. I'll take care of it tomorrow. And then, like, eight months go by. So, anyway, I ended up taking care of that. I did a show in Baltimore this year. I got a, I got a ticket. They took a picture of my car. Now they do that shit. They take pictures. So they took a picture of my car. They sent it. They sent, my, you know, my license. So there's no way that like the picture shows the license. There's no way I could say it wasn't me. And I had a $40 ticket for that. So I ended up spending a couple hundred bucks today on tickets. But I got that done and it felt amazing to just know that you're not in the system anymore. So uh, yeah, it was just a day of paying parking tickets and sitting around, hanging out, throwing the ball around with my son. And uh, I got to tell you. You know, I, I was going to surprise everybody listening to the show, and I was going to have a guest on, another guest, uh, this week, and I was going to have my my son. I was going to have my son, Lucas. He's insanely mature and, like, a, you know, he's, he's four and a half, but, like, talking to him, you feel like you're talking to a seven-year-old. I'm not even kidding. And um, he would have been great, and it would have been hilarious, and um, the reason I didn't do it is because I just don't want to put my I don't want to put a situation where somebody's going to say a comment that's going to make me want to drive to their house with a baseball bat and fucking kill them and ruin everything that I have going for me because of a comment because there's always going to be that one asshole there's always going to be somebody to say something yeah he should have talked about this or yeah could he like even and I I'm so nuts that like even if somebody said he should have talked closer to the microphone like I'll fucking kill you you understand me like, you never, ever talk about my family, ever, especially my son. I'm getting fired up right now, and it didn't even, have, like, that. that's why, so anyway, that's why I, I didn't do it. Uh, I probably shouldn't even have told you guys that, but I'm just being, you know, honest. That's that's what I was going to do, and I was excited to do it. I was going to have this whole segment and talk to him about, like, what he thinks of Santa Claus and, like, if he thinks Santa Claus's policies are fair with being naughty and stuff and, you know, all that stuff. And it would have just been really fun, but whatever. You know, the 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 the, the two dickheads that would say something that would really piss me off just made me go, you know what, I'm not even, even going to do it. And I think that – and I, I think, you know, and that, that's something to talk about um, real quick on the podcast is, like, you have to worry about even at, like – you know, a low level of people knowing knowing you, you know, who you are or that you do a show or something. It's just that one dickhead who would say something and just make you be like, I can forget, like, you know, if I go onto YouTube and somebody says something negative about me or if somebody says something negative about, you know, one of my jokes or, or my podcast, like anything like that, something on stage, I'm, I can, I'm a big boy. I mean, I can handle that. But if somebody just says something and I didn't want to be responsible for putting me and my family in that situation. So I didn't even want to even entertain that because that's what happens. And, you know, somebody said something to me once a long time ago and they said, like, I chose to do this with my life. My family didn't. And um, I, I just always, you know, look at it like that. And I know and I know I probably need to get over that because even if it was just one or two people saying something stupid, but... um. I don't know, it just really, I don't know, it just really bothered me, so it, it would it would really bother me, so anyway, no Lucas Verzi on this one, but, um, you know, I'm sure one of these times he'll probably hop on just to say something, you know, maybe real quick or say hi, but I wanted to have like an in-depth, in-depth, um, you know, talk with him, which would have been great. Uh, yeah, and so I'm probably making some of you guys go, oh, fuck, that would have been great, and then now you're mad at some stranger. That did nothing. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, so that that's, uh, you know. Th oh, by the way, what the fuck is Edward Norton doing Verizon commercials for? I mean, look, that's the state of show business right now. If anybody, everybody always asks us what's going on with, with this and how come. Okay, 
show business, the movie industry, it's all dying and it's not what it once was. And here's a perfect example of it, okay? And I'm not trying to sound like some fucking, you know, the way, you know, the way older people are like, well, you know, back in the day, listen, I'm not trying to do that, but think about it. Connect the dots here, folks. All right, John Goodman is a spokesperson for Dunkin' Donuts. Jeff Bridges is Hyundai. I think Glenn Close is another one. All these, all these big people now, now like, uh, what's his name? Robin Williams is doing sitcoms. He went from movies. That's a, definitely a step backwards. I heard he was broke. Um, Edward Norton is doing, and they try to make the commercial look like a movie, but Edward Norton is doing, I'm telling you right now, I mean, if I ever see De Niro or Pacino doing a fucking Starbucks commercial, it's over. But I, it's just, it's just weird to see because you're like, dude, that's Ed Norton, man. And by the way, Ed Norton, in my opinion, that guy, I don't know, he, he, t- he went a couple years without taking a role or whatever, for whatever reason, that's his business, you know, God bless him, but, you know, but he, I, I thought, like, when he was coming up, man, I thought he was going to be, you know, and he still is, but, like, you know, I thought he was going to be on, like, a Leonardo DiCaprio-type level, and now I'm sitting home, and I'm just watching a droid commercial or whatever, and he's, like, running around with, like, a fake black eye doing some, fu- like, what the, what's going on? <laughs> shit times are rough think about that like he had to have a meeting with his agent about that remember that uh and i'm not listening i'm not trying to it's he probably made the right decision i mean you got to make that decision if that's where the money is but just that's where things are at because hollywood is all it went from vampire shit to zombies to now slavery and then they, they just piggyback off of each like you know each story and it does well and they pick, that's why the same horror movie's been made the ring one the ring two the fuck you know it's all i probably should have saved it for the movie section so i guess i'll call this the movie section of the podcast because i did not see a movie again and i blame my friend chris lamberth you know chris chris was on the podcast a couple of times it's chris lamberth's fault okay and here's why because I had an early show on Saturday in New York City, and Chris was up at Levity Live performing with uh, John Witherspoon, and uh, he said, hey man, why don't you come up, and maybe we'll hang out, and I'm like, yeah, and there were a couple of movies I wanted to see, I wanted to see Out of the Furnace, I wanted to see Hunger Games, I wanted to see, um, what's the other one, Thor, I wanted to see the second Thor, because I really enjoyed the first one, so I'm, I'm like, alright, so I'll go to the comedy club, I'll meet up with Chris, say what's up to the management, all the people there, maybe grab a drink and a bite to eat, and then when Chris is done, you know, we'll go catch a 11 o'clock, 11.30 movie, and I meet him up there, we were ready to do it, and then he's like, uh, man, you know, you want, and the football games were on, so we ended up watching a football game, or the end of a football game, going to the yard house, which by the way, the yard house is boneless wings. The boneless buffalo wings at the yard house are in my top three of all time. We ordered three ba- batches of it. It was just there. I don't know what it is. They're, they're like these little chunks of chicken. They almost look like home fries. But they're like just delicious. They're not overbreaded. They're insane. They give you those little like toothpicks, those wooden things, and you just dip them in whatever and you eat them. They were unreal. All right, so maybe part... Part to blame for not going to the movie. So I would say half Chris Lamberth, my buddy, and half the Yard House have an incredible boneless uh, wings. So we had a great time, though, and uh, shout out to Chris Lamberth. I'm, I'm, I'm busting his balls, but he, he fucking sees everything. He's one of those guys you can't blink. You're like, yeah, I saw this coming attractions. Like, yeah, I saw that shit before they made it. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> so... I, I didn't see anything, but uh, you see these big movie stars doing commercials, and you're just like, holy shit, if they're doing that, what the fuck is an up-and-coming comedian have to hope for? You know, fucking Glenn Close, you know, Edward Norton's jumping around and fuck, you know, hurting himself in a Verizon commercial, you're like, what the, like, what, that, something's not adding up, <laughs> the studio stopped paying, you know, like, it's funny because the people, like, you know, when you look at, like, who's going to be in the commercial, you're probably, you like, the last thing you think you'd see is, 
It's going to be like 2017. It's going to be like a Dunkin' Chip, <laughs> like, like a mocha, a new mocha-flavored thing, and you're going to be like, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Al Pacino? Or it's, I don't know, man. It's just getting weird. I, it really hit me the other day when I was just sitting down, and I was like, wait a minute. Is that, that, oh, man, there's a coming attraction with the Edward Norton movie. This looks real. This is going to be, you know, he had a black eye, and he was just, and you know, and then, then he's singing karaoke, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, shit. Edward Norton's doing fucking phone commercials, everybody. Uh, <laughs> that's That just reminded me of that Jonah Hill joke on the roast about Bill Hader when he said uh, after he left Saturday Night Live, people were worried about what he's going to do. And he was like, what does my boy Bill do? Bam, T-Mobile commercial. Uh, it was really funny, man. But uh, it's the holidays, everybody. Holidays are coming quick. I can't believe um, I can't believe Christmas is going to be here already. I really can't. You know, I was when I went up uh, to meet my buddy in the mall. Just all the stores open till eleven. Everybody's just in it, and like when we're just like it's just crazy. It feels not only does it feel like Thanksgiving was yesterday, like it was like August. Where does the time go? That's how you know you're getting old when you say shit like that. Like, where does the time go? Like a 19-year-old right now is like, oh, my God, Thanksgiving seemed like fucking forever ago. <laughs> I was thinking about the homeless people, man. I was thinking about homeless people and, like, I got to be honest. Like, I don't really have, I got sympathy for them, but I don't have sympathy for them if they were doing... I don't have sympathy for them if they were doing this, like, if they were doing the same shit they were doing last year. Like, the same way you gotta up yourself in life, like, if, you, if you're making money or you have a house, like, you have to do that as a homeless guy. Like, you gotta be, like, you gotta work on your homeless game, you know? Like, if, you know, you just gotta, like, you gotta get that better. And if you're homeless, you, I would say, I mean, the winter, you gotta be like a bird and go south. Just hitchhike, you know? If you're in New York and you're homeless, go do whatever you got to do. Beg for money on the subway for like two weeks. Get enough money to hop on a bus or something. Go down to Florida and then just go, you know, or save. I mean, they got plans, right? They got You got to have a plan. You're not just going to be like, oh, I'm going to just make it through the winter. Those people are laying there freezing cold. I swear to God, when I lived on 63rd and 2nd, I went by the water there where they have the, you know, the thing where people could jog. And there was this homeless guy laying there. And I swear to God, he was dead. Like, I thought he was dead. Like it was just, it was so, it was so unbearably cold that for you to just be laying like that, he was like laying still with a blanket over him and maybe he was sleeping and maybe he was used to it. But like, I imagine that they find those people dead. Like that's fucked up, man. There's gotta be like the P Diddy of homeless guys though. who are like, nah, man, I got a plan. I got a plan. I'm telling you, we're going to go, we're going to get on Greyhound. We got to get, we got to earn like, like $211, man. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to be balling down on the boardwalk at South Beach. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just saying it sucks to be. I guess that's my way of dealing with it's got to suck if you're homeless around this time. And you're just sitting there, you know, uh, you know, with nothing. Nobody. And, and speaking of nobodies, guys, here's one thing that um, I wanted to talk about. And it is the new unacceptable for the week. I don't think we're going to have an unacceptable to top last week's of grown adults just not wanting to get out of line so they shit in a store for on Black Friday or whatever. Uh, that was so, so funny. Um, shout out to my boy Stavros for being on the episode. I had a lot of fun doing it. And that was a hilarious uh, unacceptable for the week for sure. Uh, this unacceptable for the week is is just... Something that I noticed and I recognized and I just thought about it and I'm like, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that that this goes on, but obviously I can't mention names. But you ever talk to somebody and they hate on everything like great, but to the point where it's so ridiculous because like they'll hate on something that is clearly like I have I have a hard time with like contrarians. You know what? I just, I just, the people that always have to go against the grain because it's against the grain. Like, I can't stand that. 
I really, I really, like, that's one thing that really bothers me. Because if it's genuine, it's cool. But the people that truly do it because they're going against the, you know, they're going against the tide or whatever, that really bothers me. And I ran into somebody and they were just hating on everything great. You know, they were like, oh man, fuck that guy for winning the Oscar, man. That guy sucks. He's like talking about like Tom Hanks. Or, or, you know, or just somebody that like, you know, those people that just like something that's undeniably good. Like you could be like, dude, Eminem is an unbelievable lyricist, man. That guy is they're like, oh, fuck that shit. It's only cause he's white. It's only, it's like, it's unacceptable. It's ridiculous. And what do you do? That's the funny thing. What are you doing with yourself? So I guess the unacceptable for the week is people that are, are just unknown nobody's talking shit about people who've accomplished more in fucking two months than they ever have. And in some cases and in sad cases, maybe ever will. It's unacceptable. You're going to sit there, you know, like, oh, fuck the Godfather, man. That's bullshit. The mobsters with Christian Slater. That was, I mean, that was all right. But I mean, fuck it. The, come on, Pacino. It's, it's, uh, anybody could, it's like those people. I think those people grew up in a way that like they were, I think those people that do that, their parents are like that, you know, or they, they just come from the negativity and the hating on anything good where, you know, why are they singing the national anthem like that at the game? Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> what can you sing? You probably sing happy birthday at a tune. You probably, you, you can't sing. So just because you may not like this rendition, or you, you may not like this version of what you're hearing, fine. But just like to be, to just those judgmental people are, are unacceptable and they're around you all the time. Like I was talking to somebody and they were like shitting on Oscar winners. They were shitting on like, the, like incredible, you know, it's, it's just, it's the same. It's just the same thing. I can't stand it. And, I, and I, as it just stuck with me, it just stuck with me. And I was like, that's crazy. And that's unacceptable. And what? And, and if you notice when it's somebody, it's always somebody who like wants to be or thinks, thinks they're more than what they are. Or like is just, I don't know if it's a defense mechanism, but it's just some, it's just somebody working at a fucking car wash. It's the same as those people that talk about politics, you know? That, that that I've talked about before on the podcast, where they're like, yeah, here's a problem with the country. And there that's why, and I've mentioned this before, so I don't want to repeat myself, but I have to say this. I hope to God the next president of the United States is, is Chris Christie from New Jersey. Oh, my God. If that guy is the next, just seeing that guy waddle to the podium and also just knowing that that guy is the guy that I'm talking about as far as, like, the politics thing. I said it, you know, he looks like the guy who'd be eating a roast beef sandwich with a glob of mayo on the side of his face going, I'll tell you what the fuck's wrong with this country. You want to know what the fuck? And it's just, and the next sentence after that is just something so ridiculous and off, but he says it so confidently. But that's not, that's not the unacceptable for the week. Unacceptable for the week is this is people that are just hating on, you know, just greatness, and they're hating on, like, everything that, that really is good, and that just, they're doing it because they need to be contrarians, and they need to be, like, you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about, so that's unacceptable for the week, um, it's not as funny as shit in a dryer, I know that, but it's unacceptable nonetheless, because unless you're doing something big, you know, listen, if Jay-Z is sitting there and he wants to talk about like a rapper or he wants to talk about somebody that he doesn't like, you know, like you could be like, oh shit, this guy is, a, this is like one of the great hip hop, like this guy's on the, you know, this is one of the guys, okay, you're going to listen and be like, all right, even if I agree or disagree, like he could say it, you know, but you're, when you're nobody and you're just talking shit about great movies, Academy Award winners, and you're just like, yeah, it's bullshit, they suck, they fucking suck. I gotta get back here and scrub the bumper of this fucking Buick Regal, but I gotta get out of here. My boss is looking at me, and I, I took a five minute more lunch today, so I might get fired. But that fire, are you kidding me? Giving that guy four million dollars—that's a piece of shit. 
I could fuck. I gotta get out of here. It's like it's like I those people. I can't stand those fucking people. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable if you haven't accomplished shit and you hate on somebody doing better than you. Look yourself in the mirror. Okay? Unacceptable. Look yourself in the mirror. Okay? You're eating fucking soup and this guy's eating fucking shrimp. Find out why he's eating the shrimp and what he did to get the shrimp instead of hating on it. Yeah, he's eating shrimp. He's a pretentious... No, he could afford it and it's delicious and you have to eat soup, dick. So stop eating soup. Can't stand it. I'll tell you the problem. I'll tell you the problem with the uh, with shit going on today. The problem is they give it there. Have credibility is my point. Have credibility. And that's why, and I probably shouldn't say this on the show, but I'm gonna. Because I'm a fucking idiot sometimes. No, but in all seriousness, there is a part of me that, well, without mentioning shows' names, there are some television shows that I'm hesitant and and, and I'll tell my representation, my managers and shit that, that I'm like, I'm hesitant to do. And if I did do them, I would be very conscious and, and cautious of what I said on them because I don't ever want to talk about somebody who, in a bad way that's achieved more. Now, something like a Kim Kardashian or somebody who just put out a sex tape and is walking around with a fat ass making $80 million, I'll shit on that all day. I'm just talking about something like somebody that's like has an, an insane talent and skill to just shit on that person. There is, is, is those people that do that, there is jealousy in that, I think. So unacceptable for the week is that asshole contrarian that you know, that you either grew up with or is in your office or somebody in your family, that every fucking time they see something good or great, they just have to go and they and they do nothing for themselves. You know, they, they're fucking giving people munchkins at Dunkin' Donuts and then they go home and they shit on everybody. Unacceptable. Look yourself in the mirror. Fucking nobody. Okay. Anyway, we got a big thing. I got to... This is going to be a tough one, everybody. This is going to be a tough sports for me. And I'm sure I know many of you know this. And I've I've heard it on Twitter. And I've heard it on... I've heard it. Okay. I'm going to get into it right now. I just want to say... The day that I found out Robinson Cano was no longer a Yankee was... Um, it was shocking for me. It was, um, then I didn't care. Then I was like, really? Then I was like, fuck. Uh, for you people that don't know, Robinson Cano is somebody that I saw in 2005 on the Yankees. And I was like, this guy's the shit. A couple years into his career, I was like, this guy's going to be a hall of famer. Then he started putting up numbers that second baseman don't put up. And I loved watching him. My son's got his jersey. Even when I wasn't into the Yankees and baseball anymore, I would watch what he was doing. And, um, you know, I I just, you know, I, look, at the end of the day, the Yankees can't give him 10 years, $240 million. I completely understand that. Um, I get it. I think the Yankees saw the writing on the wall. That's why they gave Ellsbury 153. And I think that's why they gave, um, you know, Mc- uh, with McCann, they, what they give him? They gave him eighty million. They just started fucking throwing money everywhere, and that kind of lets you know that they knew that Cano was looking for a bigger number. Now, um, I just feel that what is what I think, and this is another unacceptable. But this is Yankee fans being mad at him. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do a two-part unacceptable. Okay, how the fuck are you gonna do that? How can you honestly say? And listen, you're talking to. Listen, it's not a perfect world, and if it was, I get it. He wants to be a Yankee. Nobody wanted to see that guy end his career with the Yankees more than me. Nobody. With the amount of arguments, the amount of fights, you know, just that I've gotten into defending this guy, and then the guy proves me right. Second baseman putting up, what, over 300 lifetime right now. He's putting up... um, High 20s to low 30 home runs a year. He's a five-time All-Star. He's got his whole fucking career ahead of him. He's Rookie of the Year. He won, he won a home run derby as, as like a joke. That's on, His swing is ridiculous. He's one of the smoothest second basemen I've ever seen. And 
of course, now listen, I want to make this very clear though, okay? Because all people are tweeting at me about it and shit. Listen, I definitely 100% agree with the Yankees' outlook on this. Guys, 31 years old, athletes start to lose a step, you know, 33, 34, 35. They don't run the same. I get that. But he's a second baseman. Don't forget, Barry Larkin played second base for the uh, Cincinnati Reds until he was probably, what, 42 or 43 years old. So, um, but you can't give that guy 10 years. What I was thinking, I was thinking something like give him, I don't know, 190 for seven years and an option for eight or try to get close to 200 and make it work and see, you know, Ellsbury doesn't deserve that money. Uh, Jacoby Ellsbury is getting $9 million more a year. I mean, no, there's no fuck. I don't care how you slice it. There's no way that that guy deserves a $153 million contract. It's, 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 it's unheard of for the numbers that he puts up. It just should not have happened. He is completely overpaid. The Yankees know he's overpaid. They just wanted to get him. Uh, they wanted to get the, you know, and, and if he gets hurt, there's no way Ellsbury's worth that money. Okay, now, two things, two arguments I have here. Number one, people saying, fuck the money, and he should have just stayed a Yankee, and it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, a million dollars, you know, uh, $10 million, or $40 million is a a drop in the bucket when when the contract's that big. No, it's not. When the team you came up with, and you went to the farm, and you were in their farm system, and you came up with them, Okay, when they offer you fifty million less, okay, this is a business. Robinson Cano was is was a fucking bait. He doesn't know anything about the history. He was fucking poor in the Dominican Republic. He doesn't give a fuck about Mickey Mantle, you know, getting laid and hitting home runs at Yankee Stadium. He doesn't give a shit about that. He doesn't care that Babe Ruth is probably one of the greatest fucking... He doesn't give a shit about that, okay? He was growing up... probably grew up in a fucking mud igloo. You know, he grew up in a mud igloo and his fuck. You know what I mean? He's eating rice out of his hands. I don't even know. He probably lived in a nice place. I'm just, I'm just, I need to go there for the argument. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, I'm sure... If it was anything like Mariano Rivera's playing with a glove, which was a milk carton in Panama, they're running around with no shoes in the dirt and shit. Like, that's real. So I don't know what Robinson Cano's doing, but you give a guy like that who was so fucking fortunate and happy to be here, and I bet you there was part of him that learned about the Yankees and wanted to stay there, but then they're like, oh, we'll give you 175 and 6. And then Jay-Z... Who people said, it's another thing. People are like, oh, he's so stupid for having a guy like Jay-Z. Jay-Z represent him. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. And I'm thinking to myself, are you out of your mind? What are you talking about? Jay-Z and Jay-Z's agency and this sports group that Jay-Z developed to represent ball players flew out to Seattle with Robinson Cano and got a $240 million 10-year deal, which is the third largest contract in baseball history in over 100 fucking years. That's a pretty good agent. He's doing his job. You think Jay-Z is going to look him in the face and go, listen, you could stay in New York for $50 million less and a few, you know, and, 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 and four less years? No. Robinson Cano's like, no, fuck that. I already have a little bit of a legacy as a Yankee, and the other half of my career is going to be to these people that are giving me the world. And I'm not mad at him for it. But again, ignorant Yankee fans, ignorant New York fans, the same fans that booed Mariano Rivera, the same fans that booed Derek Jeter when he was in a big slump, the same fans that fucking don't appreciate Eli Manning, the same fans that, you know, didn't appreciate Patrick Ewing, dumb fucking donut-eating fucking just absolute idiots. And I'm not saying that about all New York fans, but nobody appreciates it. You're going to have some fucking kid from nowhere, some kid playing quarterback after Eli Manning is there, and we're going to go, holy shit, we just had a Manning who won two Super Bowls and two MVPs. Oh my God, wait a minute. We just beat the fucking Patriots in two Super Bowls in the last decade. How the fuck did we not appreciate this guy? That's what's happening. Why? Because he's got a doofy look on his face? people People are so fucking stupid. Okay, and another unacceptable, I'm doing two unacceptables, it's people who hate on shit just to hate on it, and hate on shit that they can can never do, and these fucking people who are selfish, and they hate on things because 
Actually, the whole thing falls under the selfish umbrella. They want Robinson Cano to take $50 million less so he could stay a Yankee. Okay, so some fat fuck who's got a six-pack of tickets for the year can see a good player. Okay, and, and, and how, think about how stupid that is. How dumb is that? That, that, that some guy who goes to the stadium is upset, is actually upset at Robinson Cano and mad at him because a team gave him exactly what he wanted and the team that he came up with didn't. Now, again, I'm not saying the Yankees should have given Robinson Cano 10 years 240. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is he got what he wanted. His agency did it. Jay-Z is not an idiot. Jay-Z fucking flew out there and he somehow put together the third largest contract in baseball history. And then you get the fans going, oh, well, Cano never hustled this and that. Let me tell you something. I watched this guy play and I'll be the first to admit, Cano was not a type of guy to try to fucking, first of all, he didn't have wheels. He wasn't big at stealing bases. He was never a big, so any, so this idea that he was some speed demon who didn't speed down, no. You know, fine, maybe maybe he played a little, you know, but I don't give a shit if he didn't fucking sprint and blow out his knee going down first. I'm not saying that he, he was, you know, should be lazy. I'm not saying any player should be lazy. But I watched that guy, and I've watched people say that he was lazy in the field, and it was, and, and then people that knew him go, no, he's not lazy in the field. Derek Jeter and fucking A-Rod loved him. Those guys loved playing with him. He turned the smoothest, quickest double play, and I think he looked lazy in the field because the game came so easy to him. He had one of the easiest swings ever. Look at his numbers and look what he did. And the only reason why he's a lifetime batter of 309 is because he had that one year where he was batting like 240, and by the end of the year, he ended up getting it close to 280. But other than that, he's better than a 310 hitter, and he's going to prove that at the end of his career. But this whole idea of like, oh, he was lazy anyway. Who else are you going to get at second base, you stupid, fucking, ignorant, selfish assholes who are sitting in the stands, you know, and every time he doesn't hit, those, I'm t- I'm, I really think that those are the same people that every, like when a good player doesn't hit home run, like, what the fuck, when I come, when I come here, this guy doesn't do a fucking thing. I, I, I just, I, I don't understand it. I, I just, I don't understand it. It's 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 the dumbest thing. It's just it's it's typical. Good for him. God bless him. I wish he finished here. You know, my son and I. I would always talk about him about this guy that I loved watching play. And um, I, you know, there's no other second baseman. Okay, you could say he. But those same people that were saying, oh, he doesn't hustle and he was kind of lazy. Those 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 same people were going crazy and cheering, going, oh, at least we got Cano when the Yankees were sucking. Okay. And he was a second baseman putting up 30 home runs, 90-something RBIs, f- almost a flawless fielder, all that shit. Nobody was saying anything then. But then when a, when a team offers him $50 million more and gives him the contract he wants, he was a lazy bum, fuck him, he didn't care about the Yankees. It's horse shit. It's short. The, the guy grew up in a fuck in, in a Dominican Republic. Probably got a gun put to his head every time he tried to get a loaf of fucking bread and you're going to hate on him for going to fucking Seattle where they gave him the world. Give me a break. Give me a break. Good for him. And you know what? I'm going to root for him. I'm going to root for him when he's on Seattle. And I swear to God, when he comes to Yankee Stadium, I will be, if I'm there, I don't know if I can go, but if I can go, I will be there and I will stand up cheering and those stupid people, I'll tell him they're morons, Robbie. They're morons. Good for you. They're the dumbest assholes. I don't care. Give me a break. What's Jay-Z representing him? I don't know, because he got him the fucking one of the biggest contracts in over 100 years. How about that? How about that reason? Or how about, how about the fact that, uh, you know, he felt a little disrespected by the thing? Like, that's the other thing. Everybody says, oh, the Yankees are this, and he could have been a Yankee. He didn't buy into that because he didn't, or he didn't feel, he felt like then they should want him. They gave Jeter what Jeter wanted. I'm not trying to compare Robinson Cano to Derek Jeter, but like that was their biggest ball player right now. Robinson Cano was a future infielder, like he would have been. And then people, oh, he's got no personality. He didn't speak that good of English. He just smiled again. I, you know, I'm not even gonna keep going because I could just keep going on and on. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. 
I think this kid is looking at the big picture. He's going to have nothing to do after he's 40 years old. And I think he was okay with them saying instead of, oh, he was one of the greatest Yankees, I think he's okay with them saying, well, you know what? He was a great Yankee, and the Yankees didn't want to pay him the money, and then he was a great Mariner. And he's going to walk off into the sunset with all that money. God bless him. So I'm not mad at him at all. I mean, would I, I would have loved if he was like, ah, you know what, I'm doing a press conference, and in the press conference he said, I want to finish my career in pinstripes, so I'm going to take the less years, and hopefully I can be productive, and then after that get another contract, which have kind of equaled up to this or something. I would have loved that, but I can't. I'm not going to be mad that he didn't do it, because that's not reality. It's a business, and I get that. Unfortunately, it's a business. Saying anything otherwise is just your own selfish thing. And I remember I was selfish when... Um, at the time, Tiki Barber for the Giants retired because when Tiki Barber retired, he was at like the top of his game and like, you know, he was on, it looked like he was on his way to the Hall of Fame and he just stopped and he's like, I don't want to do this to my body anymore. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck your body. How easy, is that? <laughs> How easy is that for me to say? Yeah, fuck your body. I, I just want to see you accumulate yards. So forget your, your health and your children. Because for those four hours on Sunday while I'm putting my feet up shoving salami in my face, I want to see how many yards you could accumulate. But yeah, don't be able to play ball with your kids because of that. So stupid. Um, all right, well, it looks like it's time to say uh, RIP to the New York Giants season because they won. I should have said that about Nelson Mandela first. Said when you, uh, you know, you like sports when you say that first about the Giants. No, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and lie and pretend that I knew a lot about Nelson Mandela. I didn't. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lie and say it affected me. It didn't. To be honest, I, I didn't. Act, I didn't care that. I mean, when I heard, it, I was like, oh, that's sad. It sucks. The guy died, but like, I, I wasn't like, fuck. I didn't even know. Like, you know. I even my wife said something like Nelson Mandela died and I I was like oh I'm crushed and like she was like geez that's harsh and I was like I didn't mean to be a dick but like I don't I don't I don't know you know like I kind of just don't you like when you hear something horrible like if it doesn't affect you or your family like, I don't know maybe this is ignorance on my part but like, if it doesn't affect me and my family like I give a fuck to the point where I'll just go wow man that's that's terrible and I'll genuinely think that but like I'm not what am I you know guy was ninety four years the guy was ninety five years old he had a great run. Look, I had a great run even if you take away the 20-something years that he was locked up. I still had a great fucking run. So, you know, God bless him. Rest in peace. But the Giants, man, they, um, they, yeah, it's over. It's over. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody that really, like, if Nelson Mandela touched you or you read his quotes to get through your fucking day at work. I mean, it's, 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 it's horrible. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, nah, you know, I don't know, this, you know, between the Robinson Cano and the, you know, and the, I mean, come on, the Knicks, the Knicks are getting, you know, the Knicks got lost 41 points to the Celtics, the startup new Celtics, and, you know, Cano is going to be playing in fucking, might as well be playing in Europe, and uh, the Giants got the shit kicked out of them in uh, San Diego, in nice weather. That's the other thing, too. Every other game was a blizzard. And the Giants are playing in paradise. And they get shit on like that. So. <laughs> uh, everybody, I am drinking my uh, my Schweppes. Orange sparkling seltzer water. And um, venting to you guys. But, yeah, I mean. It's fine. I'm not like. I don't get crazy about it. At least the Giants did put up a fight. I'm not worried about the Giants. You know, the Knicks are going to kill me. I'm not really worried about the Giants. Um, but my predictions for the Super Bowl are, are, are looking good. I think, you know, I think it's going to be rough for me to get the Niners in, which I predicted again this year. But, uh, you know, Denver's looking good in the AFC. The only problem with Denver, I think, with the, I, I think with Denver is... Um, their defense, man, their defense just gives up points. Speaking of giving up points, the Chicago Bears absolutely shit on the Dallas Cowboys tonight. And it's another reason why it's sickening the Giants didn't win. Because if the Giants would have won yesterday and the Cowboys lost, the Giants would have, I mean, it wouldn't have been, it still would have been really rough, but it would have just definitely given them a nice mathematical, a little bump to say, hey, there maybe there's a way to sneak in, but... 
Not going to happen now. Every time it looks like the Cowboys turn the corner, they just don't do it. It was cold in Chicago. I like the Bears. I do. I was pulling for the Bears hard. They retired Ditka's jersey. That was pretty cool. Uh, never never had animosity as a Giants fan towards the Bears. It's one of the NFC teams that never, you know, you, you can't stand, obviously you can't stand the Eagles, you can't stand the Cowboys, the Redskins annoy you. There's certain teams you put, I, I don't know, man, just the Bears are just, I never really hated on the Bears, so I'm glad that they were beating Dallas. But, uh, you know, I think, I think everything is up for grabs. It's kind of been a weird year. I think it's the home field is going to, you know, if you got to go to Seattle, that's going to be tough. And if you got to go to uh, Denver, that's going to be tough. But you got the Saints. Who knows? But it was a, it was just ironic to me and funny to me that there's a blizzard everywhere. And, and, and the Giants might as well have been playing in Hawaiian shirts in Honolulu. The weather was so nice and they just can't get anything done. What are you going to do? Well, that's it for sports, everybody. I hope um, I hope that you enjoyed that as much as it pained me. And uh, yeah, but it was a nice little connection there with the unacceptable for the week. It's like kind of like a double whammy on that one. I'm gonna close in the, in the last part of the show. I was talking. I was thinking about something. I was gonna tweet this. I was talking to my buddy about it, but I was looking around at just like like. Not like physically looking, but just kind of like thinking about people that I know and seeing people and finding out their ages. And I, I, I was trying to figure out why an attractive woman in her an attractive woman in her thirties or forties who doesn't want to be single is single. You know? That I was I was thinking about that because I was like because like you know you'll hear like a, a woman talk to her girlfriends or you know you could like just overhear something or even talk to a girl that you know and like in their thirties and they'll be like yeah I just I really want to find somebody I don't know why I'm having a hard time and I wanted to have a family and then you're looking and you're like all right well this person's attractive this person's cool and I got a theory I figured it's got to be one of two things this is this is my theory um I think there's either something wrong with her vagina or her feet. And I know that sounds funny, but I'm being dead-ass serious right now. It has to be. Think about it. Why would a smart, attractive woman who wants to be in a relationship at that age not be? It it just, it's probably because, you know, I think, you know, Feet are fucked up. Something with the, you know, vagina might be off. And, you know, the dude's like, fuck that. Like, I can't live with that. You know, I can't. What am I going to do? I can't, you know, I can't live with that. You know, or like, what do I got to have this bitch get surgery? <laughs> you know, I don't mean to call it bitch. I'm just saying like, this chick's got to get surgery on her feet. And then, like, in the back of my mind, I'll always know what, like, her original feet looked like. And then I got to worry about, you know, the offspring that I'm going to have with their their feet. You know, like, I, maybe, you know, maybe it just turns, like, maybe a dude was like, oh, my God, I love this chick. You know? And I just pull her panties down. I was like, ugh. And, like, now the poor girl's just, like, strolling around the city, like, just, like, I don't know, pretty and tarn. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but that's the only thing. Because think about it. Like a dude single in his 30s, there could be a lot of issues. I mean, and I'm not saying there's not a lot of issues with women, but like with women, it's a little different. Women know how to like hide that shit or they're, you know, they're just, I don't know. Like a dude could clearly be like a, like, you know, just kind of like not have his shit together. Put it this way. I think it's much easier for an attractive woman to not have her shit together and get in a relationship than a dude who's kind of all fucked up and get in a relationship because that's like a red flag and women are like, nah, fuck that. But dudes are just like, nah, she seemed cool. She was pretty. But then I think, I'm telling you, I really believe that it is something with the vagina, maybe the, the scent of it and, and the feet. It's got to be. I really, really believe that. And I want to find out. I want to find out. I'm like, I'm really intrigued by it because it just... And now I feel weird because now that puts me in a bad spot. Where, and I'm not talking about people that were like were in a relationship. I'm just talking about people that like 
never like they always wanted it and like never did and they look like it looks like everything is normal and right and they're not crazy it's like what something's wrong and i think i got this because i heard of this this girl <laughs> i heard of this girl and you know pretty attractive nice easy to talk to all that stuff and somebody mentioned her and then one of my buddies is like yeah man i saw I, but i seen her with sandals on dude and it's a mess and it's like yeah that's a wrap it's over you can't you can't do that like that boomerang shit is and i told you know it's funny too because when i was dating my wife i told my wife you know and i was like oh yeah, i love your feet like i'm just that's just that has to be that has to be you can't have like you know fucked up feet you can't do it it's over. You just cannot do it. It 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 takes away everything, and I know that sounds completely and it is it, and it is. It's bad. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. You know, I'm not saying I'm I'm really not. You know, but I'm telling you right now, there's something up with a really pretty woman in her 30s or 40s who always wanted to have a family and seems cool and and normal and down to earth and just didn't. And they and they don't understand why. You want to know why they don't understand why? Because nobody can sit them down while they're having a salad at some restaurant and go, man, I got like, you know, like, I just don't understand why this isn't working out. And the dude's just like, listen, man, like your feet make me sick. And like, I can't live with you because of your fucking feet. Or like your vagina is just, it's off, man. And I can't, I, I don't know what to do, but I like, I can't, I, I'm not even kidding around. Like, I, I can't live with that. Like, I don't think anybody's got the heart to say that, you know? And, uh, <laughs> just, and I know that this sounds crazy and I know, but I was really thinking about it and I'm like, how come that girl doesn't have, isn't with somebody. And, and, and I'm like, there's, so what are the reasons? And you got to break them down. Okay. If she's not crazy, cause there is a checklist. There's like, okay, crazy, you know, like living situation. Maybe she lives with someone crazy and people come over and she's just being nice to this roommate or family member that she lives with, but like nobody wants to be there because they make things uncomfortable. Okay. So boom, that's not the case. Okay. Now she's not a schizophrenic or she's not fucked up. So she's not really, you know, not on meds. Okay. So you check that off. Okay. So she's mentally sane. She's not around anybody that nobody wants to be around. Okay. What else could it be? Um, you know, maybe, you know, commitment issues. No, she wants to be committed and that's what she's looking for. Okay. So you check that one off. Then you go to the good stuff and you're like, okay, pretty check, smart, check, cool, like hanging out with check. What else is there? Think about it. Feet or vagina are off. That's it. That's my philosophy. And, um, I don't know, I, I don't want to offend people. I'm going to just talk about this shit on stage because that, it, it has to be that. I, I don't know. I know some of you are probably like, dude, this dude's crazy. I, hopefully some of you are laughing their, your ass off right now. Um, but I, I think that because like, those are two, like, I mean, I don't know about the vagina thing. I don't know if that's a simple fix or if that, but like. You know, those are, I guess those are like, see, those are hard things to fix. You know, like you, you got to either have somebody take a hammer to your fucking feet. I remember one time I was talking to somebody years ago and they were like, yeah, uh, this, this, uh, this woman was saying something and she was like, yeah, um, she was like, yeah, I had to have surgery on my feet. You know, when I started dating more, I just needed to do it. I need to have surgery on my feet. And that, like, I was like, ugh, you know? You know, it's just like bad feet DNA. Like the true you has monster feet. Like that's what wants to come out. And you had to correct it through some fucking Frankenstein. <laughs> the true you just has fucking bare feet. And like you had to do something about it. Like that's that's also a turn off. Because every time the dude sees the, the good feet, the new feet, he's going to be like, Yo, like, what what the fuck did this look like before? You know? And the vagina one, that's just an unfortunate turn. Like, that's just a tragedy, and what can you do? You know? So, I don't know. That was just, that was one thing I wanted to bring up. Just wanted to talk about that. So, tell me. 
Get me on Twitter. Get me on Facebook and let me know why. Let me know if I'm really that off base because I think it makes sense. Why would an attractive woman who always wanted to be committed and is not crazy and all that just hasn't found the one and no guys stick around or what's going on? Let me know. I think I'm on to something, people. I think I'm on to something. I think I got to talk about that on stage because I think that's funny. I think it is. I don't want it to be rude, but I think I think it's funny. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, I'll get into some plugs now. And, uh, again, thank you all for Cougar who came out to all those other shows. And, uh, yeah, good luck to Robinson Cano in Seattle. Uh, is this the last one before the Christmas one? No, there's going to be one more and then Christmas, right? Today is the 9th. So, yes. Yes, so there's going to be, there'll be, I'll be do, I'll do one more podcast. I'll do episode 140 before Christmas, and then the next one will probably be right after Christmas. So we could talk about that. I still got to do all my Christmas shopping and do that shit, so maybe we'll get into some fun stuff with that. Um, plugs uh, tomorrow night, and this is going to be out now. So tomorrow night, if you're in New York City, I will be on a great show, one of the best produced shows in the country. Um, in New York and LA, and that is the Comedy Juice show at Gotham Comedy Club tomorrow. I believe it starts at nine or nine thirty. But yes, I am on the Comedy Juice show, so you can check out Gotham Comedy Club. Uh, go to their website, and you could see that. Uh, you could see who's performing and what time and all that. But that is tomorrow night. Uh, I will be at Gotham Comedy Club. Also, Thursday night, I will be performing on a great lineup. Uh, at the stand, I don't know if I'm hosting that or what, but I'm on. It's a, it's a great lineup um, at the stand. It's uh, me, Sean Patton, Mark DeMeo, Judah Friedlander. Uh, who else was on? It was a was a Big J or I don't know, but check check out the stand uh, the standnyc.com and you could see that that'll be Thursday night. I'm doing that. I just don't know if I'm hosting it or not, but I'll be there. And all other dates and everything are on the website. And more dates for the end of the year are being added. I'm also looking to, you know, st- we're starting to put some dates on for um, for 2014. Working on that as well. So um, and and yeah, and I got I got some stuff you know coming up with that. And a lot of cool stuff in the works, man. Uh, stuff that I don't want to mention right now, but uh, looking to put some stuff out pretty soon. So uh, stay tuned and keep listening. And I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. And um, yeah, and please keep the comments coming. I, I, I got more comments. I got even more comments on iTunes this time around. So please trying to get that up and, and, and you know, get it, you know, just get the, the show moving in the right direction. So um, that's what I'm doing here. I'm not asking anybody for any money. And, um, and that's it. So, uh, get me, please get me on Twitter. I'm trying to get, my goal was to get like some sick number before like being on like a TV show regularly every day. And it's tough, man. I'll tell you, if you're not on one of these fucking shows every day, getting the Twitter up is like, it's, it's a grind, but I love it. But get me on Twitter, man, at Paul Verzi, that's V-I-R-Z-I. I'm sure you know how to spell it if you're listening to the show or if you're a regular listener, if you're new to the show, I really do appreciate it. And, um, oh, I got, um... I got some requests for people that wanted guests on, so I'm going to try to do that. Uh, just so you guys know, I'm still doing the stationary thing, and uh, for Christmas, I may be getting this uh, this microphone where I can kind of travel with it, but um, I just really don't want to drive from the country down into the city with a shitload of equipment now and, and sit down with somebody and do that. I'd rather do it, you know, where they come to my house. So, but I, I did hear some of the requests, and uh, once I get this, uh, once I get it easier to travel with the show, I'm going to be, I, you know, I'm going to have, you know, guests on for sure. Also, my buddy Jason Lawhead is coming into town. Uh, Jason's going to be opening from Maniscalco, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco at Gotham next week. And uh, we're going to be hanging. He's also, oh, he's on the show at the stand on the 12th too. So, uh, yeah, that should be a, that should be a good, good time. And, uh, when Lawhead's in the house, who knows what the hell's going to happen. Um, so that's it. Come out and uh, I'll shut up now, but, um, Check your girl's feet and make sure everything downstairs is all right. Check the feet. 
because you could nip a problem in the bud is the maje- is is the message for the end of this show. Uh, yeah, for more days, check out paulverzi.com. Get me on Twitter and uh, spread the word about uh, the Verzi effect. Uh, drive safe. Tomorrow we're going to get some snow here in New York because it's cold. So watch that shit. What am I, the weather now? And now I'm giving traffic. Okay, thank you everybody. And I really appreciate you guys listening to the show. This has been the Verzi Effect Podcast, episode 139. With me, your host, Paul Verzi. And until episode number 40, I am out of here. Send me any questions, anything you want me to talk about, and I will talk about it on the show. You guys are the shit, and I will be talking to you soon.